This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning. Welcome to Disrupt with myself from Pumintlapo, powered by T Systems South Africa. Um, on this show, for those of us, for those of you that are new, we focus on immersive disruption through in-depth conversations with industry leaders. We talk about a range of topics really centered around technology across various industries, and we have guests in studio that help us explore these journeys and these topics. In the studio with me today, I've got Willie Siama. Um, Willie, how are you? Okay, Niumpumi. I'm great, thank you. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Um, you. you are the founder of Initiate, a pan-African digital marketing solutions company. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, you are a digital strategist and infopreneur, so quite a few things that we need to define today. Absolutely. And, and some terms we need to come to grasp with. Um, in fact, you, you, I'm told you are one of the leading pan-African digital marketing strategists. I'd like to believe so. <laughs> You'd like to believe so. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and so today we'll be talking about digital marketing and the role that uh, digital marketing platforms play in shaping public opinion, you know, in the wake of the U.S. elections where, to a certain extent, those conversations about how Facebook could have influenced the outcome of those elections. Um, we know in the BBM days in Egypt where uh, BBM at the time, BlackBerry, had a big influence in the uprisings there. So I think digital marketing as an influence of public opinion is really becoming quite a topical um, area of conversation. And I think for organizations and businesses, is obviously an opportunity to leverage um, content and information differently to yeah, drive absolutely. business strategy. Absolutely. Um, and so we'll be talking about that today and other topics around social media, digital marketing, branding, how organizations can position themselves in a digital world. So really exploring the full spectrum of, of what uh, the digital landscape has to offer. Um, you founded Initiate in 2008, um, but you say that you fell into marketing by mistake. Can you talk us through that? Funny enough, while at university, I avoided marketing. You avoided marketing. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and when I started work, uh, it had to do with the fact that I needed to get work uh, because my firstborn had just been, uh, my firstborn had just, uh, 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 my firstborn had just been born. Okay. <laughs> sounds sounds like a crazy kind of uh, coining of a of of a phrase. Um, my firstborn was uh, uh, came to came to Earth uh, in November of ninety two. Okay, I was finishing my first degree then, and in ninety three I had to find work. Uh, and uh, the first uh, job that came by was uh, uh, by uh, SAB. I was an operations trainee at that uh, stage, and operations in SAB terms was really talking to warehousing and distribution. Okay. That's where I started my my employment uh, uh, journey. Um, 21 months in, in, into it, um, an opportunity came up um, uh, to become a, a trade marketing uh, manager. For SAB. For SAB. Okay. And this was uh, in Northern Region as they, as they called it then. It's, uh, you know, loosely, loosely put. It's, uh, in the, in the Peter, uh, uh, Petersburg area. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so I, I, I took up a role there and I thought, hmm, I'm now in, in marketing that I avoided at university. Yes. And when I started the journey, I really enjoyed it so much that I stayed in it. 
So it, it, it was by sheer, uh, 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 you know, coincidence yes. that, uh, you know, I ended up in, in a marketing role. And to this day, I cannot tell you why I avoided uh, uh, this as a career stream from a, 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 a you know, a studying uh, a, a, a point of view. But I guess it is what Dest- it is. Yeah, destiny, yeah. So, um, Initiate's core mission is to assist brands to develop effective digital footprints. Yes. Um, it's a multi-visual content that you try to produce and you've been delivering your services um, for about six years now. Actually, for over eight years. For over eight years. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's just talk a little bit about um, digital marketing and strategy. You know, digital marketing strategy development, right? Digital marketing. I yeah. mean, everything these days. If you put digital before it, then somehow it means it's it's got to do with the current world. But I think there's more to it. So how do we define digital marketing from traditional marketing? Okay, I, I suppose in in loose terms. Yes. Um, you, you separate digital from traditional based on the channels that you use to communicate. Okay. Because with traditional, we are talking, um, communication uh, uh, channels that are traditional TV because even that has gone digital. Now. Yes. That's what I was going to ask. Exactly. Yes. Traditional TV, traditional radio, which has also gone digital now. Yes. Cliff Central is, a, 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 absolutely. And, you know, a, 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 a digital radio for lack of a better phrase. Yes. You are also talking uh, a channel like print uh, 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 media. Yes. Okay. Um, when digital uh, uh, marketing speaks to um, internet-driven uh, uh, communication channels. Okay. That's in in, in the in the uh, uh, generic kind of way, splitting the two. What what. Uh, uh, um, is, is, is at the core of it though is that with traditional uh, um, uh, marketing as we know it, it tends to be from the brand to the consumers and there is no uh, a conversation that's happening between the brand and the consumers that they're trying to, uh, to, to interest. Okay, so like okay. for example, if I'm watching television, there's a message that's pushed to me directly and it doesn't allow me to really engage back. In fact, I like the word that you used, push. Yes. Traditional uh, uh, marketing is, is about push marketing. Okay. Where you're pushing messages out to consumers. While digital marketing is about pull marketing, where you are hoping that when you put your messages out uh, onto, uh, onto these digital platforms, consumers will Pull them because they will look for you themselves. You don't have to be um, interrupting them. Okay, they, they will find uh, find you. That's where, in kind of technical terms, traditional uh, marketing is different to digital marketing. And there's a space for both. Oh yes. Okay. In fact, uh, uh, more and more, and this is one thing that I'm really an advocate for, given that you know my background is traditional marketing. We're advocating for integrated marketing approach because it's not either one or the other. Okay. It is both. And each one of them will have to find its, its, its space, uh, because it is, it, it also depends on all sorts of uh, things, you know. Some, some things are, are broken first on, on digital media. And then they go to traditional uh, media thereafter and the other way around. I see. Look at uh, how I, I like using the example of uh, uh, our perfect wedding. Yes. Our perfect wedding is on traditional uh, TV as we know it. Yes. 
But when you look at where the conversations are happening, they're happening online about what is happening on TV. Yes. So in that kind of way, you, you need to have an integrated uh, approach to, to, to marketing. I see. Yeah. And then this concept of social community development mm-hmm. um, seems to be quite a uh, buzzword about developing communities, developing social communities. Why is that important and how do we define that? It is important because the pool nature of marketing as we know it now, uh, um, which is really spared on by digital uh, uh, media, yes, demands that you have to build your own communities who hopefully are your advocates. Because if you don't have advocates as a brand, you lost in this space where there is so much clutter because everybody is trying to speak to everybody else about everything else that is of interest, hoping that those they are talking to have got a, a, a mutual interest. Okay. So you need to have your own communities uh, who will fight your battles for you. Um, we, we know this in, in, you know, it has happened in so many ways. Let me take an example of the Chase Bank. Yes. Which is a, a, a Kenyan bank. Chase Bank is like, uh, um, a Capitec Bank here. Um, 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 what happened was, you know, there was a rumor that Chase Bank was running out of money. Yes. And people ran to, to, to the bank to try and draw their money and, and, and chaos broke. What happened was the Chase Bank's advocates were the ones who actually defended the, the, the brand on social media. That is when you realize the value of uh, uh, communities that you have uh, online. Without that, who knows what, what could have happened by, uh, uh, to Chase Bank because actually the run was caused by people on social media itself. I see. I so see. Th- that is the value of, uh, of online communities because they will do the work for you. When you are not there. Okay. So, so let's, then let's take the two together. So there's your online communities and there's, there's your digital marketing strategy. And yeah. you spoke about creating an environment where, um, your customers are actually looking for you as opposed to you pushing a message to them. True. Let's talk. How, how do you make that happen? You know, what are the, because, you know, if I look at social media and how I interact with it, it's largely just to communicate what I might be doing on a daily basis. I mean, I'm not a, a corporate in that sense. So if you look at it from a, a business, how, how do they go about leveraging these, these, um, phenomenons, if I can call them that and translating it into something, you know, you talk about monetizing, you know, digital marketing. How do you go about doing that? It's actually interesting you asking that question, Mbumi. Let me, let me uh, uh, state two examples. The first one is, uh, you know, we try and educate our, our clients and uh, uh, through our own blogging attempts to say, you cannot create a viral campaign. Okay. So let me state it again. You cannot create a viral campaign because the virality of a campaign is determined by those who are on 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 uh, online media uh, uh, generally yes if they find it interesting to them they will talk about it that is that is how a campaign becomes viral okay and uh, we hear this all the time where clients are saying but i want a viral campaign yes it's not up to us as as uh, uh, practitioners in the digital marketing space to create viral campaigns okay now what is important is you have to understand the the Trends that are taking uh, a shape, you have to understand your community, hence uh, the whole uh, uh, community management uh, uh, concept. You have to have a view for what tickles their fancy. 
and you can't always get it right. Of because, course. Because, uh, you know, things happen in this, pla- in this space. Let, let's take an example. You have a situation where you launch a campaign. Okay. It is in December and now I cannot uh, remember the year. Um, and Nelson Mandela passes away. Nelson Mandela becomes the news, not your campaign. Absolutely. So, so you don't have control over everything that happens in this space. And in fact, I argue that you don't have control over uh, uh, um, at all. What you have is influence. So the bigger your community is, the more enhance your, inf- uh, your, your, your influence. So from a strategy point of view, what you want to try and do is first understand what the, the, your brand is about. Let's take a, 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 a typical government, uh, um, a brand like government communications. Yes. Okay. Government communications is more of a distributor of information than it is an engager of, uh, or, or uh, an, an engager with, uh, with online communities. You have to understand that about your brand. And they deliberately want to position themselves that way. Deliberately so, but at times I, I, I tend, I tend to feel that they are deliberate in ways that are kind of sinister. Okay. Okay. Which is, which is a, a separate, topic for yes. another, for, for another uh, debate. But whatever is the case, whatever are your reasons, but you have to understand what your, how your brand is positioned. Okay. When you understand that, whatever strategy that you're going to come up with in, in, in terms of putting messages out and hoping that consumers will draw them will be informed by, by, by your, your, your brand positioning. Let's take an, an airline as an example. Airlines by nature, and I, 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 I'd like to argue that they, they don't even have, um, a choice over this one. Airlines need to engage. Yes. Because when you are at the airport, and for whatever reason, um, you know, you, um, uh, there's a flight delay or you've landed at your destination and your bag is missing. You want to talk to somebody. Yes. And you want to do so quickly. Yes. And effortlessly. Yes. So in that case, you typically go to Twitter and say, I have a complaint. The airline, uh, who are ferrying you uh, or who ferried you to, to your destination, they better be there to kind of say, this is what you can do or how can we help you yes. or we are addressing this, this, this issue. So it's not really a choice matter on, on, on their part because if they are seen to not be engaging with their, their, their flyers who they hope to become frequent flyers, they will change airlines. Of course. So, so in understanding what your brand stands for, you need to then pick your battles because the other challenge with this is that there is so much in the online space that other brands run, run the risk of becoming everything. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. Okay. So when you have then bedded down what your strategy is, which is in line with uh, uh, your, how your brand is positioned and you know, the category that uh, your brand is in, you then um, activate on the basis of that strategy and you hope that your your online community will then engage uh, accordingly and be able to to um, graduate and become your your uh, uh, your advocates because ultimately that's what we want yes. uh, these communities to do for us and hopefully as as we do more of that and we get in the the, the advocates those advocates will then influence other consumers we're talking peer to peer influence and those consumers will then convert and, be, and, and, and become our customers and ultimately our, our advocates. And so it goes. But, but how do we get them to become 
advocates in the first place or community participants. Absolutely. Now you, you have to put yourself out there. Um, what, what we are hearing more and more in the online space is consumers want transparency. Put yourself out there, be transparent and engage with them genuinely. Because if you try and hide stuff, they will find out. They okay. always do. Yes. Um, and as you do more and more of, 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 of that, the, 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 the online community grows because they find that you have some level of interest and share with them stuff that's of interest. You know, um, the, the challenge that we, we having as, uh, as digital marketers and as brands, brands is that we always keener to push our messages. Um, as opposed to really uh, uh, communicating stuff that is of value to the consumers. Yes. Now, what makes it even even more difficult um, is that, as we told, there is so much of content out there right now that uh, the, the, the online consumer is becoming very discerning in terms of which content they engage with and which content they, you know, they toss out. And also which platform they, they engage that content on. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and now you've added a, a, a layer to this and that layer is understanding of how you put your content across the various channels because you can't be saying, um, uh, stuff, at least in terms of tonality, you can't be saying stuff on LinkedIn in the same way that you do on Facebook, in the same way that you do on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. So, so you have to understand those dynamics. Understand the headspace of the consumers because when I'm on Facebook, I'm connecting with friends. Yes. When I'm on, or when I'm on Twitter, I'm in a different uh, uh, mode altogether. When I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and so it goes. So you also have to understand that as a brand. And we fall foul of it because we tend to want to put together a message and just put it out there and hope that, you know, it will catch fire somehow. Yeah. It doesn't quite happen that way. And, and consumers, consumers in, in their discernment, they do get it when you start doing, doing that stuff. Um, I'll, I'll give you one simple example. What tends to happen is you put stuff out on Twitter and you want to take that stuff and put it everywhere else. But Twitter is then using the at, um, uh, uh, sign, which doesn't apply to Facebook, which mm-hmm. doesn't apply to, to LinkedIn. And when consumers pick that up, they get irritated. Because I can't then uh, 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 call you, uh, uh, I think you call yourselves gay. It's gegete. There you go. Yes. Now, you ask gegete with, uh, with an ad sign on, 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 on Twitter. Yes. But when I mention you on Facebook, I have to mention your full name. Yes. So those are some of the things that we really need to understand as, as, as marketers. And, and you know, it becomes making in a sense because we're also trying to do things quicker, cheaper, faster. And, and, you know, um, the, 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 the balance becomes a, a, a bit, a, a, a bit tenuous. Now I want to speak to the second example. When Coca-Cola announced, and I think this was five years ago, that they are shifting from traditional marketing as it was known then yes. to content marketing. I even thought, you such a big train. How are you going to turn this around? They saw something that many other brands hadn't seen at that stage. And Coca-Cola have been going in, in, in that direction fairly aggressively. And many of the brands are now learning, shoo, we should have done this way back when. Yes. Because if we don't do so, because content marketing, you know, we use these uh, uh, terms Let's interchangeably. Def- let's define it quickly. So content marketing, I mean, what does that encompass? 
When you talk content marketing, you're really speaking to making sure that you are developing content that will um, uh, live on on the various channels, but is led by digital by 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 digital media. Okay. Um, as opposed to traditional uh, traditional marketing, because traditional marketing is about outbounding, content marketing is about inbounding. Okay, it goes back to the push pull uh, yeah. marketing so terms I just, that I, we were talking I, I, I about. I want to clarify. So, if I look at uh, television and yes. the roots of television, yeah, um, it was really to provide content, which is television content. But then the the basis of that, you can then have you can market, right? You can sell product on that platform, you know, at, at a very basic level. And so when you speak about content marketing, are, are you kind of is it, are you leaning into that same type of reference where you're developing content and then making creating marketing opportunities within that content or is it different? There is a subtle difference to some extent. Think of it this way. When you're talking content marketing in the context of digital, consumers are saying to us, don't over market. Okay. We get it. Talk to us. Connect with us. And in the process, we'll make up our minds whether we think we want to now graduate and start interacting with your brand. Yes. Which, which makes it the longer kind of uh, approach. Because as a marketer, I kind of want to uh, talk to you now and let you buy my product right here, right now. Ideally, yes. And content marketing is saying, let's build a relationship. That's where it has to start. Okay. And let's get to process, know each other. Exactly. And, and for a good number of brands, think of Red Bull. Red Bull, Red Bull has now effectively become an, an, an online publisher. Yes. More than they are a Red Bull energy drink, uh, 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 marketer. Because they're saying, let's, let's connect with our consumers and let them make the decision on the basis of this connection. Because the stronger the connection becomes, the more they'll be inclined to want to interact with the, with, with the brand, which is really the event, uh, the, 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 the ultimate that we want them to do. Uh, I see. And that is what content marketing is really about. And they've picked their battles qu- quite, quite early. And very clearly in terms of the space within which they want to publish, become a publisher, you know, the audience for which they want to publish, if I can put it that way. Absolutely. They, they've done an awesome job of it, I must admit. Yeah. And, and hopefully brands will start uh, following soon, some anyway. Yeah. Um, because that's where the battleground is now. Now, let's pull it into the, the B2B space because yeah. it does create then a different uh, type of complexity because you're not speaking necessarily to the end customer themselves, you're kind of speaking to another uh, corporate organization that, that in effect becomes your customer, although ultimately you're serving their customer. I, I would say then, you know, this content marketing becomes even more important into that space or equally important at least because then you've got very specific topics that you're speaking to. How, how does that translate into the B2B space? Now, within the B2B space, it's even more important to your point because as a... As a business, I know what I'm looking for. Um, and when I look for that which I'm seeking, make sure that you are out there and you position yourself, um, uh, from a, from a B seller uh, point of view and you position yourself as a subject matter expert in so far as what I'm looking for. Okay. Then I can, uh, I can engage with you. Um, you know, they, we cannot afford a, a shotgun approach with, with a B2B, uh, uh, um, uh, scenario. And B2B in this case, we're talking business to business. Business to business, okay? yes, yes. So, so, um, I, I, as a, as a business who's looking for, for, for a service or who's looking for a product, I'm fairly aware 
I do my own research, and by the time I, 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 I go out looking for a person who can provide that service or, or, or that product, technically, I have ticked those boxes. So, so the, 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 the person in this case, and I'm talking digital, digital marketer as an example. Yes. You better be clear about, uh, the fact that you've positioned yourself as being the best to be able to meet the requirements of the business who's looking for digital marketing uh, uh, services. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the space is fairly contested in the, in that case. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, interestingly within, within digital marketing, the barriers to entry are so low. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can do it. Everybody thinks they can tweet. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and as a result, if you don't really position yourself well as a subject matter expert, you're going to be swallowed. Hmm. So that's kind of where the, 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 the differences are with, with the B2C, you can kind of, you know, shoot in the, in the dark somewhere and kind of hope uh, some know, customers it, it, will, will come your yeah. way. Yes. Um, and, and, and even there though, you know, because increasingly customers are becoming, um, uh, consumers, they, you know, the ultimate consumer in this case, they are becoming much more discerning. Even that space is becoming, um, uh, a bit of a, of a challenge, but mm. it's more so in the B2B space. Okay. So, so let's talk then a little bit about, um, this public opinion and, yep. and how digital platforms, as we understand them, um, are driving public opinion. An article by, um, JP Kloppers, um, titled, What is Really Driving Public Opinion? And they looked at data analytics and, and they looked into, um, opinion mining, as they called it, and, and really trying to understand how are people's decisions being driven? I want to ask the question like this. Um, if, if I'm on Facebook, I assume the things that are happening there are pretty organic. Okay. Yeah. But, but what you're telling me now is that it might not be the case. There's very deliberate actions taking place to make me act in a very specific way. Okay. So there's a philosophical aspect to the question, which we'll come to, but I want to start firstly to say, to what extent are we being kind of channeled? On, on, on digital platforms in terms of the content that we consume and how that shapes the next steps that we take. Sure. On, you know, Facebook is actually the master at this. <laughs> um, you spoke briefly about uh, the, the Donald Trump, uh, um, phenomenon. Yes. And, 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 you know, the fact that people are saying Facebook had a hand in the, in the outcomes. Yes. Uh, one way or the other. Yes. Um, you have two players. You've got the online, um, uh, uh, the platform owner in Facebook. Yes. And you've got the content provider. Us. Yeah. Now, the content provider himself or herself has got certain specific objectives. Okay. Um, in my case, across the various social networks, I always use my professional hat uh, uh, on. Okay. okay. Even on Facebook. Okay. Um, so I have a specific objective to position myself in a professional way. Okay. Okay. So anyone who interacts with my content, I'm really trying to say to them, I am this kind of person who offers these sorts of services and this is how I want you to engage with my content. Okay. So, so there's a level of influence. Yes. And then you look at Facebook who are the owner of the platform. They have their own objectives and ultimately their objectives are, are about making sure that people engage with their content in such a way that they can charge more in terms of advertising, um, uh, rates 
for the particular uh, uh, content. Okay. Here's one simple example. You get more reach on Facebook when you load your video directly on their platform versus when you embed a link from YouTube. Ah. There is manipulation there already. And that is a fact. They will not admit to it, but we know. Because you cannot explain why when I put on my my YouTube uh, video, it gets less reach than when I uh, um, uh, upload a a video directly on on, on Facebook. So it it is clear. Yes. Okay. Now, and, and, and... it is a, a, an accepted uh, a view now that Facebook does this best more than any other social network for that matter. Um, by feeding you the, the, the type of, of, of news that serves their purpose. I remember five years ago, um, for organic content, I used to get lots and lots of, of, of reach. Yeah. Now I don't. What is the explanation? They're saying, ooh, there's too much clutter of content out there. So we're trying to make sure that we feed your followers and, and your fans only the type of content which our analytics tells us they that want. they are more interested in. And here's the funny part, though. When you boost a post, then you get more reach. Yeah. So how do they explain that part? <laughs> So, so it is clear to me that there is manipulation in so far, in so far as, 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 as data is concerned. R- right or wrong? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and at times they get it, they get it wrong. I mean, Facebook has been in, in, in trouble a, a few times for changing their privacy policies amongst other things because people were saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Now you, you, you're starting to, Encroach on, on, on our privacy mm. because we, we come here for a specific purpose. Don't try and play games with, uh, uh, you know, with our content uh, and, and all that. So Facebook is a classic example, if, if you like, of what can happen when we are able to take data, crunch it, make sense of, of, of the data and start feeding people on, 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 on our site only the data that serves our yeah. purpose. And, and that's, that's not new, right? So without making it about Facebook, but if I look at media in general, I mean, this term propaganda has always been there. there you so, it. I mean, whether it was television and they push certain news, public broadcasters, depending on the regime that was, I guess, running the national broadcasters at the time, print publications, depending on who owns that publication, they can feed us. So I guess, I guess, any media is open to manipulation, right or wrong? No, it is. And and here's here's a, 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 an example from a content provider point of view. Okay, people have now figured out that you can actually open lots and lots of accounts and and start publishing a a, a content with a certain viewpoint. And the more people see that type of content, the more they are likely to start engaging. And to some extent, be even believing uh, what you're telling them ah, as a content provider. Ah. The whole ch- uh, uh, debate that we're having now about white monopoly uh, uh, capital is one such example. It's it's almost accepted now that there has been manipulation of public opinion to start believing that there is this term in, in, in indeed called uh, uh, white monopoly uh, uh, capital, and there is an element of truth in it. Now, what makes it even more challenging is that. Social netizens, as I call them, they tend to believe things at face value. Yes. Why do I say this? Um, we do lots and lots of blogging on our, on our site. Okay. okay. We put stuff out there. And we realize people don't click on the links that we share for them to come to our site. 
to read more about what we're telling them in 140 characters. So they're happy with what you've said in 140 characters. And um, that's where they leave it. My way has just uh, uh, suffers the ignominy of, of, you know, fake news that was published. Mm. And uh, people believed uh, the, the, the fake news that, you know, there was, this, the, the, there was racism mm. because, you know, one of their employees um, um, uh, distributed an email that had uh, uh, racist connotations. Yeah. And only afterwards... After the social netizens had jumped on board and, and, and basically criticized my way for being racist and threatening this and all those sorts of things, only afterwards the truth came out. Sure. So, so, so you have those, uh, those, those uh, uh, unfortunate uh, uh, situations where content providers can actually manipulate news. Yes. And the, the, uh, uh, the, the platform owners, they are also able to manipulate what we see and and uh, and engage in because they've got the data to be crunching to see which way trends are are, are going, and uh, uh, as a result, um, uh, skew what we see. What we see, yeah. Yeah. So talk to me then about influencers. So there's a new breed of of people um, that that we that we heard the term even in in the wake of the. Of the, of the, you know, the scandals around social media manipulation. So this term influences. Um, what role do they play? They play a big role. You know, it's, it's, it's a funny one because influencers have always been there. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, with the advent of, uh, of online communications and the, and, and the social media at large, we have given it a, a term now that, that has made it, uh, popular, but they've always been there, you know? Um, Here's an interesting stat. We told that um, on, on 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 Twitter as an example, only five percent of the of, of of the Twitter universe tend to say things all the time. Five percent. The ninety five percent are listening and retweeting, at best. Interesting. Okay. So when you take that in the in the in in the in the uh, um, uh, I think uh, Twitter are now sitting at three hundred and thirty million. million. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, subscribers across the 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 the, the, the world, five percent of that is about one point five million um, uh, people. If my fifteen million, uh, fifteen million, thank 15 you, fifteen million. Yeah. So uh, now, in the context of South Africa, that number is even smaller. Okay, I I don't have the number. You know what I mean? Yes. And we know who are the 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 the, the, the typical culprits in this in the, in the or is it culprits or the contributors? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we we see their tweets all the time. Yes. Um. So what it says is they have become influencers. They influence what the you know social conversations are taking place literally on a daily basis. Okay. And and as a result. They've become so powerful in their own right. Some of them have kind of found their own niches. Um, I was listening to Webfluential talking about how the trends are shaping out in South Africa uh, right now. Webfluential is a platform where if you believe you're an influencer, uh-huh. you will register yourself there. Okay. Companies will come looking for you so you can distribute their, uh, their, their content, content or, or at the least, you know, endorse them. Okay. Okay. We know that Kim Kardashian is one typical example of somebody who makes lots and lots of money from endorsing brands. Yes. Okay. So back to, 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 to South Africa. Webfluential indicated that they don't have enough influencers who talk about business. Interesting. So to anyone who's listening out there who might have missed this. They can give you a call. 
There you go. Yeah. So go register yourself if you believe that, uh, you know, you are influential in the business space because, you know, companies who are trying to do uh, a business are looking for you. So, so, so influencers have, the influencers have become such a big phenomenon. Um, uh, thanks to, to the digital, uh, um, uh, marketing, uh, um, you know, the, the increase in, in, in digital marketing, um, influence itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So how do then companies now take it back to business? How can they start to, we, we now have the backdrop. So yeah. We understand the landscape. We understand that we need to uh, leverage it differently depending on the platforms. We understand that it is open to manipulation, good or bad. But that there's an opportunity. I think that's the point is that it does present a new opportunity for companies to differentiate themselves in a very competitive uh, landscape. So can you maybe give some pointers on how companies can start to leverage uh, digital marketing uh, strategies to, to do things differently? One of the first things is, is, is that companies themselves need to take the time to understand how the space works. Uh, because, and I'm saying this with, uh, with the utmost of respect, a lot of companies still don't. Okay. Um, and, and I suppose it's because we take it for granted. What do I mean by it? If I am a, I'm a, I'm a marketer within any company and, uh, I do, um, I'm involved in, 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 in the social networks in my own personal capacity, I tend to think it is that easy when I'm doing business. Yes. So, so. And I, I'm saying yes for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I think you're saying yes for, for, for a few, uh, other people out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm saying as a start, companies need to understand the space. Okay. Take the time. Uh, we happy, you know, I'm, I'm not here to advertise my business as such, but we happy to share knowledge about the space for free. Okay. And hopefully in the process we'll do business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, Understand the space. That's the first thing. The second thing that companies must, must really take the time to do is listen, listen to what, uh, uh, online consumers are saying, the social netizens as I choose to call them. Just listen because we are in a hurry to get our brands out there without understanding what are the trends that are taking shape, uh, um, uh, globally, locally, within our category, about our competitors, and possibly about our own brands. Mm. Because if if your brand is worth any uh, um, uh, assault out there, social netizens are talking about it. Just listen before you, you start communicating. Okay. Okay. When you've done so and you have an understanding of, uh, you know, what those trends uh, are and how they're playing themselves out, then understand how you want to Play in the space given the positioning of, of, of your brand. Because you, you cannot be one thing on traditional media and be another on digital media. It doesn't work. Your brand should have a unified position regardless of uh, the media channels that you, you are using to communicate. Yes. When that has happened, go and test the waters. The one thing I love about the, the digital uh, 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 marketing space is that it allows you to experiment. And, and you have to be brave as a, as a brand to be able to go and experiment and see what works. 
And as you do so, you then build on, 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 on what works, but you keep your ear on the ground all the time because this space is, you know, it's, it's, it's moving. It's shifting. There's, there's new stuff that's coming on board all the, all the time. And yeah. if you don't keep your ear on the ground in so far as those changes are concerned and how they're going to affect you, you're going to be left behind. Okay. Yeah. So, so that is just top of mind what companies must do. Um, you know, if they want to really play effectively in, in this space and obviously work with people who have invested their time, um, and resources in understanding the space and keeping abreast with all the, the changes and, 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 and what have you that are, that are, uh, uh, taking place. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, around data analytics, is it, is it specific to online data or is, is there an, uh, a part of this that speaks to data within the organization, within the digital marketing space. How do the two come together? In my mind, data is data. Okay. Um, in this case, online is really just a source. Okay. We know that uh, um, online gives you more opportunities because as, as, as people interact, as people visit the internet, we can record um, uh, that stuff. Unfortunately, you know, when you're talking to, to, uh, uh, to print and traditional radio as, 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 as we know it and traditional TV, um, it becomes a bit of a challenge to be able to collect, um, uh, data without aggregations. Yes. But when it comes to the online space, there's no aggregations. Uh, I can zoom into Mbumi who is interacting with me on an, on an ongoing basis. Yes. Okay. So, so data is really important. It's, it's really understanding, um, how, um, uh, you know, you, you can work with data based on this, on the sources that, uh, that it comes from. One thing to also remember, by the way, about the online data is that there are fictitious accounts, uh, out there. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was actually going to ask the question around that. Absolutely. So you need to bear that in mind. And there are tools out there that can help you suss out, um, you know, the data that's coming from, uh, uh fictitious, um, uh, users in the, in this case mm. so that you can then, you know, stick with the, with, with the data that has got more value. Okay, and and spend that time in 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 really crunching the data because it will tell you stuff. It really will. I, I'll I'll give you one simple example. A lot of the of of of, of the brands, they tend to to be using their working hours when it comes to engagement. You mean on 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 digital, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. nine to five, eight, whatever it might be. You see what I mean? And um, some of the consumers in those categories. For those brands, could be on so active on social media after hours. Yes. So if you don't understand simple things like those, you are really going to get it wrong. So it's it's a simple example of the reason why we should understand what is happening online by just looking at the data and trying to 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 to, to get insights from it, which will inform what you must do better. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess if if your people are online after hours and you post. In the morning, you, they might miss it. For example, there simple thing. There you go. Yeah. Or they are they are uh, uh, online on 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 the weekends. I mean, the whole advent of of Black Twitter. We know that Black Twitter uh, Black Twitter is very live on Sunday uh, uh, from afternoon going going to the evening. Yes. So if you don't understand those sorts of things as a brand because you don't analyze your data, then you're going to miss the mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's now take a, a, a bit of a broader perspective into um, beyond South Africa, into the rest of the continent, of our continent. 
Um, what are the how, what are the trends looking like? There? How are things emerging more broadly uh, on the continent? Well, you know, South Africa started um, uh, the, the, the 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 trend generally when it comes to social media. Okay, but we've been left behind. Uh, the latest analysis that we did on 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 on, on Facebook. Tells us that we are being left behind. Left behind in what sense? Okay, let's let's talk about just growth of users. Okay, and use it as an as an indicator of the fact that we've been left behind. Okay. Um, three four years ago, South Africa was in the top three leading countries on the continent in 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 terms of growth of of Facebook active users. Okay. We are now, uh, 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 um, uh, we, we are sharing the last spot with Morocco in the top five. Okay? Now, um, but let me draw your attention to this. Morocco has got 60% of our population. 60%. We're now sitting at 50, 55 million. 50, yeah. Okay? They have 60% of our population. But we are now uh, uh, neck and neck, neck and neck with them at 18 million uh, users. That already tells you that we are actually losing out in so far as our impact uh, within the the, the 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 social network space. Okay. Um, while I haven't done the numbers lately for uh, the other social networks, I wouldn't be surprised if the trend is common. Because Facebook has become like a Coca-Cola. You know, when you speak about fizzy drinks, you speak about uh, Coca-Cola. Yes. Facebook has become that for social media. So Facebook is a very good proxy for what is happening on the, on the, on the uh, social network um, uh, front. And what's, what's, what's leading to this? What's the cause? Part of the reason is because our data is so expensive in this country. I see. Um, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I have written quite a lot about, about, you know, our data costs. Comparing in some cases, our very own uh, companies that are in, 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 in other countries. I've done so for Nigeria. As a matter of fact, um, um, our data costs for MTN, our data costs are higher than Nigeria's. How do you explain that? And, you know, we can go into, into, into details where I give you my own um, um, Layman's uh, view of it And I cannot explain why is it That data cost in, in, in South Africa for MTN is higher hmm. um, I did the same uh, Comparative for Tanzania Vodacom is in Tanzania As well, their data costs are cheaper Than ours, how do you explain that It just, it, it defies logic for me hmm. um, Now Our data costs are very high As a, as, as a country Okay Okay. Now um, when you look at uh, you know the, the the other elements that are that are uh, taking shape is that our economy is ailing, while the economies of uh, of uh, especially North Africa are, are actually doing well. Hmm. So it means that more people can afford to come on to buy data. Yes, that is also cheaper, um, and those numbers are increasing. Our numbers are are really increasing at what is becoming a pedestrian rate with okay. with time. So. So that is that is the one key thing, in my opinion, that is leading to us leading, uh, 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 losing, uh, you know, the spotlight in so far as uh, the, the the trends are concerned. And it's going to have knock-on impacts. I mean, not necessarily from a social media point of view, but 
you know, with the diminishing numbers of people being connected has knock on effects onto the rest of the economy. You know, in terms of people having access to new opportunities or, or things that they could do even on a global scale. Actually, whether we believe it or not, you're, you're, you are absolutely correct. You know, social media has become such a, a key part in so far as a, a, a growth across the board. Yeah. I know that people, you know, uh, uh, dispute this, but just look at the trends. The trends are telling you. Yeah. I mean, well, Facebook is what number top five most valuable organizations on the Fortune 500. There it's, you have it. It speaks to really the the influence, the impact that they're having on a global scale. So, so given that, I mean, we've, so the one metric is that so we we're starting to lag behind in terms of the numbers, but in terms of um, how social media has been um, or not, digital platforms are being leveraged in the rest of the continent to drive. Uh, business growth. Um, are, are we seeing that there's an uptake? I mean, your, your company, the services that you offer, is it an area that's growing or is there still a lot of education um, that needs to happen to get people to understand what, what's possible? You see, even insofar as, as uh, you know, development in technology at large, we are also lagging behind. Okay. Look at what's happening in Kenya versus what's happening here. Technology is uh, uh, being put in, into ordinary people's hands in Kenya, and they're using it. While there is still a lot of consumption of technology that's taking place, which is something that uh, you know is, is happening generally on the continent, but there's also an increasing level of um, leveraging the technologies to be able to build solutions on the back of them. We're not doing such a good job of it. Yes. Um, and, 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 you know, we can argue about what is and what is not. I'll give you one simple example about, uh, what's happening in, 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 in Kenya. And this is where you see the, the value of government understanding how they can use the technology to actually uh, uh, boost the economy. In Kenya, smartphones, um, that are, that are imported into, into the country. They don't have duties. So there's no taxes that are paid no. on those. And days. the whole idea with it is so that you can get smartphones into many hands uh, of, 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 of the Kenyans. But here, yeah, that is not happening. Hmm. Okay. Now, um, and you have a situation in Kenya where government is working with business and civil society to, be, uh, to, to make sure that they can really take the technology to the next level. We have an example of uh, IHUB Nairobi, uh, which is very well known. IHUB. IHUB, yeah. yes. Okay. This has become a platform where government and uh, 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 private industry and the developers themselves come together. And they talk about challenges that they uh, that exist out there and solutions that could be uh, um, uh, developed for them. We don't have that in the country. So, so as long as kind of, in my view, government hasn't really identified what it can do, together with you know the the the, the development community in the country to be able to work together and solve uh, the, uh, uh, problems. Okay, so then let's take a different view. Where do we have an advantage? So, okay. what, so if, if if someone is sitting and saying, "Okay, so we've got challenges which which we understand, but what opportunities can I leverage 
to to really you know maximize for my organization or my small business or myself in my personal capacity. Cool. Now the key thing. Um, that, let's talk about it not so much from a developer community point of view yes. because because you know there is a lot more that we can uh, uh, leverage from uh, digital technologies. I'll give you an example with my company, and one could argue that I'm already playing in this space, but this applies specifically for small businesses. The amount of time that I'm saving by making sure that I leverage technology is massive. It's massive in the sense that I work virtually almost 100%. Okay. So what then happens is because I work virtually, it means that I can collaborate with my team wherever I am without the need of being in a physical space. And I'm trying to run many of my meetings in that kind of way now where we use digital technology alone. In this city where traffic is such a challenge, it saves me massive amounts of, mon- of, 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 of money um, in time because what I sell literally is time. So, so if I can travel less and do more using technology, what, what a pleasure because then I can do more things. Mm. So, so small businesses must look into, into the digital uh, um, uh, technology space with more interest. It will save them time. And the more time you can save, the more you can be productive in terms of uh, whatever services or products that uh, that you offer. So from that kind of perspective alone, it's a massive, massive thing. And I know that as, you know, uh, SMEs, um, and I generalize, SMEs haven't really leveraged the space as, as well as they should. I would agree with you, you know? yes. Yeah. Um, let me give you another uh, another example. I use Google services. I run my email on Google. I use Google uh, uh, Cloud Services. I run all my uh, uh, documents on, on, on Google, so I don't use Microsoft uh, uh, documents anymore. Okay. It was really my choice. It's a personal choice, yes. Exactly. So I use one point of, uh, of, of, of entry for running my whole business. It saves me time. Because I don't have to be using different applications and, 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 and all those sorts of things. And I know that, you know, people have got different uh, preferences. Yes. I'm just using that as an example of how I'm able to use the most valuable resource for me, which is time, by uh, uh, tapping into Google services to be able to run my, my, my business at yeah. large. So, if, you know, and before we wrap, I really want to take something from this, from this conversation. You said the space is evolving rapidly there's new developments all the time what are the top three trends that you see will have a major impact uh, on on organizations that are really trying to leverage digital marketing i've spoken to one already in Bumi, which is a, a an integrated approach to marketing it's not traditional marketing versus digital marketing it's not it's both and Okay. The circumstances will then uh, determine which one uh, you know takes the lead and and so on and so on. But it is an integrated approach. That's number one. Two, influencer marketing is something that we must just uh, uh, um, uh, reckon with. It's here. It's here to stay. It is here to stay. But in doing so, let's really take the time to understand how we can tap into it. Because you cannot have a single influencer who's talking about this brand today and another brand tomorrow and so it goes. Doesn't make sense. You know, the, 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 the online consumers are not that stupid. The third one really for me is that um, analytics is now taking things to the next level. It's no more just data analytics. It's now predictive analytics. Yes. Because in 
doing the, the, the crunching with, with, with the data, we must keep asking our, ourselves, what does this uh, tell us? You know, the one simple truth that I've learned, um, Bumi, is that uh, humans are hab- habitual in their nature. Yes. You know, yes. We, we wake up, we, we, brush our t- we brush our teeth, we walk into a shower for those of us who are that uh, uh, lucky, we go dress up, and then we leave for work. For those of us who are lucky to work as well. Yes. We are very habitual. So the more we spend time on data in, in, in understanding what those trends are and patterns are, we can actually become predictive uh, when it comes to what we must do to engage the, 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 the online uh, uh, consumer. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And then um, as we do on the show, um, you know, we talk about disruption and really we, we do understand that social media has really disrupted how opinions are formed, how perceptions are created and shaped. Um, it's, I mean, we've used quite a few anecdotes and examples today. How do you describe disruption for yourself? Okay. Now, here, here's an, here's an interesting one, uh, uh, I, I had a lot of thoughts about the word disruption and how it applies to my business. Mm. You know, at times we talk about disruption as though it's this big term that's out there. Yes. Let me give you a simple example how I started. Now, um, we know that, uh, uh, entrepreneurs or startups, uh, if we are to use a different term, have got certain specific challenges. One of them is funding. The other one is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, market uh, access. Now, in my case, I had the same issues. The way I made sure that I, I, I could get going without the funding, without the market access, um, one was making sure that I blog and blog a lot so that I could get my business out there. Yes. The second thing that I did was making sure that I employ people on attitude because when I started, I couldn't uh, afford the, 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 the expertise. Yes. Okay. So I employed on attitude. The third one, I formed lots and lots of partnerships. I live through partnerships to this day. That's how I really disrupted the market. You could argue that it's not a big way, but it's actually what got my business to where it is today. If I didn't think of alternative ways of making sure that I could start, keep my business going, and now we're starting to afford the experienced resources, um, which we couldn't in the, in the beginning, but there had to be a way. Okay. So that, that's really, that's really the, you know, the, 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 the kind of small disruptions that we should be making. We should start small before okay. we start thinking, how do I disrupt the industry itself? Yes. Before we even start to, to learn to, to, to walk and later run. Okay, fantastic. And then, in a nutshell, your vision for Africa, very quickly, as a Pan-African player. Africa is a place to be. South Africans must stop this thing of thinking that it's all in South Africa. The rest of the continent offers so many opportunities, but you just have to be prepared to get out there and learn and not bring, you know, this arrogance of being South African and knowing it all. <laughs> and this is why we have this love-hate relationship with the rest of the continent. Okay. Thank you very much. We this year, the CEO and founder of Initiate. Um, for joining us today to talk about digital marketing strategies and how organizations can leverage the digital world from a communications perspective very differently. Thank you to T-Systems, our sponsors on this show, for making the platform possible once again. You can follow T-Systems on www.unoutsource.co.za. My name is Mpumi Ntlapo. Thank you for joining us on Disrupt. Have a wonderful day. This is cliffcentral.com.